I'm back on a Friday. Good evening, everyone. I hope you have had a wonderful week and um, I pray that you are at peace and you are healthy and you are enjoying life and love. Um, yes, this has been a long week for me. When is it not a long week for me? I don't know. What I do know, though, is that it's probably time for me to take a break and um, not necessarily from podcasting or anything like that, but just in, in life in general. I was talking to someone this weekend and not this weekend, this week. It's it's still the week. I was talking to somebody this week about the fact that I need to rest and it was just made abundantly clear that it's time for me to do so because I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point and uh, that's not healthy. <laughs> so I am going to consider a staycation in the next like month and a half. I know that's like, if you need to rest, why don't you rest right now? I'm gonna take those small breaks and I'm gonna take those small steps on Sundays to kind of just chill, relax, do nothing. Um, work-related, um, just spend time with family, friends, and whatever, and, um, you know, just relax and take in the Shabbat officially. And then I will plan a weekend-long break, and that is what I hope to do in a couple months. So, um, yeah, I got to figure it out, um, not just because of my physical health and just kind of, like, rebooting or whatever, but it's also... Um, affecting my creativity. I've come to the point where I just feel like I am completing tasks and I'm not doing so with joy and excitement anymore. I'm not, um, you know, just, I don't know. I feel like part of it is perfectionism and wanting things to be just exactly right and, and missing the moment to just enjoy creating and finding even beauty in the mistakes that I make. Like I'm, I'm struggling to do that, which is something I actually really don't mind at all. Like I'm completely okay with stumbling upon genius. Like <laughs> that's who I naturally am. I'm like, oh snap, that worked. I'm all for it. You know what I mean? But um, now I'm just like in go mode and everything is so, um, it's so particular. Everything is so straight. Everything is so, when I start to become really, really black and white, that's when I know I need to fall back because while I'm built for this like um, justice kind of thing and I'm, it's like it's either right or wrong, I'm built in that way. Um, the other part of me that brings balance is the creative side, the writer, the singer, the, you know, the, the dreamer, like that, that part of me. And I feel like that part of me is definitely uh, wanting right now. It's, it's starving at this point. So I'm hoping that I can do this break so that the creative... Naomi can just rise up again and um and not only that really just giving giving the Lord room to speak to my heart without me trying to make sense of it too you know I feel like I've been I've been doing that also like just trying to make sense of my life um but every time I see 828 on the phone it reminds me of Romans 828 which reminds us or tells us and promises us that all things works together all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. And so I am going to continue speaking life over myself, remembering that it's all going to work out according to God's plan because I love him. So I pray that's the same for you. I really do. I hope that you are um, finding times to rest and 
that you're being intentional about that and you're not waiting until the summertime to do so, at least over here in the West. The rest of the world, I pray that you have pockets of, um, of joy and pockets of peace where you can also find yourself again and not be so overwhelmed by the weight of life. So yeah, we're going to continue James chapter 2 verses, I think, 15 through 17. I'm in my car once again. I stay running. See, this is, this is, this is why it's not okay. You know what I'm saying? My closet is my studio. I need to be there. I do not need to be recording in my car because I'm going from one place to the next. And I'm trying to hit this before a particular time so I can upload. Like, that's not, that's not, that was never, never my plan at all. But here I am and I'm trying to do the best that I can to still be faithful. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get back to where it started. So let's get into this text. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Okay, so I am going to see if I can pull this up again. It's always like a catch-22 for me in the car because I'm doing everything on my phone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please do not mess up. I don't want to start over. I don't want to edit. I hate, I mean, editing is, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, every once in a while I'm like, <sighs> no, real talk, I don't edit this at all. <laughs> what you hear is what it is. Like, I don't. If I don't have time to record, how do, how am I gonna have time to edit? <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> so this is what it is. This is me in the raw. Um, sorry for all the noise. I got my jacket on because it's 46 degrees outside and it's cold in my car. Anyway, James chapter two, I'm gonna read verse 14 from last week so you can understand why James is saying what he's saying in verses 15, 16, and 17. James chapter two, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? Verse 15, if a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed, but you don't give them what the body needs, and what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. Listen. I'm just going to read it again because it's important to read again. If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, scenario in your face, and one of you Christians, people who are supposed to look, talk, and be like Jesus, says to them, go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed, but you don't give him or her what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. Listen, I can only imagine what it was like to sit in a room 
and listen to this letter read from James because he is so cutthroat. And, and I, and you know, listen, I, I really do believe like every apostle and every teacher in the, in the word of God, you know, was what loved the people. I, I believe they loved the people, but I also believe they each had their own unique personalities and those personalities led them to um, speak the way that they did, write the way that they did. And, and I fully believe that God obviously called them to a particular group of people. Not every apostle was called to the same group of people, um, sometimes in the same maybe demographic or you know whatever, but not specifically the same group of people. So when I listen, when I read James or I listen to James and the audio Bible or whatever the case may be, every single time I, I I can hear his voice, I can hear his tone, I can hear this sense of practicality from him where he's just like, yo, I'm literally gonna lay this down because I know y'all coming from religion. I know that y'all are coming from your, your your lofty perspective. You know, we're the chosen people of God. And now you've come into the fold of Christ where Christ is saying, everybody is welcome. Doesn't matter what they've done to sin. Doesn't matter what their status is. My, my call to you is to show mercy, to love, to to be present with people and here when he's talking about faith and works verses 14 which we talked about last week through verses 17 which we're touching on right now is really all about like not being a hypocrite that's literally what this boils down to faith and works is all about not being a hypocrite don't say something and then not do it you gotta be about what it is that you say. You gotta be a man or a woman of your word. You have to be faithful to that because if you're not, you are a hypocrite. You are a liar in essence. Your life is not reflecting of the truth. So I love it because every time I listen or every time I read, I'm like, yo, James was literally like, like <laughs> he would teach and then come back and be like, does this make sense to y'all though? Like. Like, let me ask you a question. Does this make sense? Like, how are you gonna say you have faith, right? You claim to have faith, but you don't have any works. Like, I can't see it. Like, I, I don't I don't really understand. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, literally, if you read the Bible, he's asking a question and then ask another question. <laughs> and if you put that in the perspective of today or just in general, human nature, I mean, these were, these were real people, okay? These, the people in the Bible were not just characters. These are not fictitious characters. These were real people who God breathed life into and they were able to breathe out the truth of God because of what they were taught by the Holy Spirit for our reading, for our understanding, for our knowledge, for our obedience, you know, for our growing in the grace of God. And so I can, there had to be some element of humanity in that. It couldn't just be like, thus saith the Lord, and then you just keep going. Like these men are like, yo, do you, do you like understand what's being said though? That's all James. So after he touches on verse 14 and says, can such a faith save if you don't have works? He asks plainly, if a brother or sister in the faith comes into the house or comes into your vicinity, comes into your space without clothes or and lacks daily food, right? And one of you, another brother or sister in the faith, someone who also claims to be Christian, says to them, oh, you know, amen, you came to church, amen, everybody's here, we all, you know, supped on the word, we received the bread of life and the living water, amen, now go in peace, stay warm and be well fed. Yo, that's like, that's, that's it. That's an insult, right? 
it's an insult to see someone in need, to see someone wanting, and then to literally tell them to go forth and be about their business, be warm and be fed, and they have no clothes or sufficient clothing, and they lack daily food. And if you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? And this, this, really, this really is akin to what Jesus did every single time he fed people. The people would come in droves to hear the master speak, right? They would come, he was like the best orator there is. And specifically because he spoke in parables, he spoke in a way that people could understand. He he came and, and gave the people the, the, the truths of the kingdom by way of, of, of stories and ways that they could understand. These people would, would, would flock to him in droves, thousands upon thousands of people. And the Lord Jesus Christ would pause and literally be like, I'm gonna need everybody to eat because you know if people don't eat they don't pay attention you know their stomachs are hungry you know what I'm saying they're thirsty they need to they need to have their meal have their stomachs fed so they can focus on what I'm trying to say because I'm trying to feed the spirit I'm trying to feed the soul right now and every single time he provided for them whether it was from a small portion given by the faith of a small boy you know two fish five loaves and feeding thousands of people and having 12 baskets left over or other means by which he provided for people for them physically he provided for their stomachs right food is for stomach so he provides for them for their stomach their physical stomach so that they are able to fully receive what he's speaking to their spiritual stomach their spiritual man and in the same way James is saying you cannot say that you have faith and believe Jesus and rock with Jesus, but you have brothers and sisters who are without clothes and lacking daily food. And when they come into your services or they come into fellowship, you see that with your eyes, in the physical, in the flesh, and then you tell them to go about their business and you bless them. That's not a blessing. That's not good faith because you have no works. In the same way, faith, if it has no works, is dead by itself. You might as well, what I hear from that scripture right there, verse 17, in the same way, if faith does not have works, it is dead by itself. Essentially, that relationship that you have with that person is non-existent. Yo, this is so good right now because, you know, your girl don't take notes. I just, I just sit and let the Holy Spirit speak through me because that's what he told me. Open your mouth and I'll fill it. This is so good right now. <laughs> It's so good because some people are really confused why there's such um, dissension within the body of Christ, the universal body of Christ. Like, how are all y'all Christians saying that you follow Jesus and you can't agree? You don't get along like you're, you, you, the, you, there's so much confusion or there's so much division in the church. Why are there so many denominations? Why is there so much racial tension within the church? Why is all this happening? First reason is because of sin. Second reason is because human beings are all sinful. Our hearts are wicked. We can't trust our hearts. We are selfish by nature, just completely, I mean, depraved. Okay, save Jesus come in and the Holy Spirit being within us, like we are going to always choose ourselves, point blank, right? But because we have been sitting under the word so long, what was just human nature is now becoming hypocrisy because you know what to do and you're not doing it. 
You know the right thing and you choose to do the opposite. You see what the need is, you hear what the need is, but you could care less because you care about yourself, which means you're not submitting to the call of Christ, which is to die to yourself. I've talked about this before, but this is perfect because James is gonna keep going into how we are supposed to behave as believers. He's talking to Christians who once were religious, who thought that they could skirt into heaven or skate into heaven without any cause for concern about their character and about how they treated one another. But the Lord said, okay, now that you follow in Christ and you're not just following Mosaic law, but you follow in Christ, you're going to have to do it the way that he did it. You're gonna have to do it the way that he showed you how to do it. And the way he showed you was that if you see a brother and sister in need, brother or sister in need, physically, emotionally, um, uh, societally, that's not a word, culturally, um, financially, <laughs> whatever, society has, has set up systems, whatever it is, wherever you see a need, I cannot tell you how many times in the scriptures the Lord would be like, yo, okay, you, you're with me? And people would be like, yes, I'm with you. He's like, sell everything that you have and distribute it. And people would be like, okay, some would be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then there were others who were like, mm, that's, that's too much, that's my whole life savings, or I, I've done too much for my life, for my status, for what I've, wor I've worked for this. Like, you asking me to give all that? And that's why he said very plainly, this is why it is so difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. When you have arrived, when you have achieved, when you have, have gained everything that there is to gain in this world, and then you come to Christ and he's like, yeah, it's all for naught. Like, I mean, it's good here, but you're not gonna need it in heaven. And their brothers and sisters in the faith who have need of that, please go ahead and give that to them. And you say no, and you're, you're, you're so caught up on what it is that you're gonna lose and not on how many people are actually gonna gain from your toil on this side of heaven and how much you are gonna, as you move on into, into eternity, when you miss that, you miss a whole lot. You miss a whole lot. And it's unfortunate because so many of us have opportunities to give one to another, but we refrain from doing that. And then when we when we sit back, we wonder why we don't have joy. We wonder why we have we have no peace. Well, it's because you grieve in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know you saw sis come in there and she's been wearing the same shoes for the past, I don't know how many months. You know what I'm saying? And and I know you see her because we look at people, especially women. We see what our sisters are wearing. Our brothers, I know you saw him come in and he's looking like he's thirsty or he's looking like he's hungry and not for a woman, but like for real food. Every time they open up the, you know, the hostess se section or whatever, the guest section and the snacks are out there and you see them constantly, like every single week going to get something. Maybe it could, could it be that maybe these people are struggling? You know what I'm saying? Could it be that that's not a bad little boy who keeps getting the snacks, but maybe they have no food at home are you gonna inquire about their life are you gonna inquire about what's going on with them are you gonna look at them are you gonna snare are you gonna talk behind their back like what are you what is it that you're doing do you have eyes to see do you have ears to hear do you have a desire to do that's what James is referring to when he talks about having faith and having no works faith by itself might as well be dead that's it and when you are not when your eyes are not open to seeing the needs of your brothers and sisters, your ears are not open to hearing the needs of your brothers and sisters, 
the relationship that you have with them may as well be dead, which is why we see so much division, which is why we see so many people leaving certain um, fellowships uh, or certain houses or certain um, uh, local expressions of the church because they don't feel seen, because they don't feel heard, because they have nothing to wear, because they lack daily food the bare necessities, because they're being oppressed, because they're being marginalized, because their status makes them subpar within your church hierarchy. That is the problem. Now, James isn't going into all that in these few verses, but he's starting with something so basic. And if you miss the basic necessity of clothing and food, which Matthew 6 talks about, which are the basics, that Christ says that if you seek first my kingdom and all its righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. That's not some erroneous statement that's been made. It's not to say that God can't provide your needs specifically by you know, dropping manna from the sky. We know he's capable of doing that. But we also know that God is also desiring to use the body of Christ, his bride, the body of Christ as his hands and feet to do on the earth what he desires to be done, right? So if you are part of that body, and he says he will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory if you seek first his kingdom, that doesn't mean that it's only gonna be a miraculous experience. It could also mean that somebody is probably going to be obedient to the voice of the Lord and come to your rescue, come to your aid, if they are brother and sister in the faith. And you miss out on the privilege of being a conduit for God's grace and his mercy or compassion to someone when you are so fixated on yourself and what it is that you're getting from God and not actually receiving as a gift of empowerment so you can do for other people. We can't afford to be those kind of people. We cannot afford to be those kind of Christians. It just does not work. God is not okay with that. So James has to be plain. He has to be in our faces. He had, and again, he's talking to religious people, people who are like, I have been rocking with Christ or like I, I've been in the church. I've been in the church for the longest time, but you didn't know him. You didn't know God. You didn't know the God of the church. You didn't know the savior of the world. You didn't know him. You knew some rituals, you knew how to handle yourself within this church, because then you know that's that's how it works, guys. You, you go to one church and then do it a certain way. You go to another church, they do it a certain way. But there are just certain things that are just basic expectations for every single believer. And if you start with Jesus, you'll all understand what it is what we're supposed to be doing on this earth, like literally. You wanna add some, no, I can't even say that. The revelation says don't add anything to the Bible because God is gonna add plagues to your life. I don't want him to add plagues to my life. I don't want that. So I'm not gonna add anything. I'm not gonna sprinkle anything upon the blood of Jesus and be like, oh yeah, this makes it better. No, it was gory. It was a cost. He was a sacrifice. He atoned for your sins. And because of that, you now have the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ by way of, of repentance and forgiveness. You do not have the right to withhold anything from your brother and sister if you are in the position to give it. If you do that, to you it is sin. That is the word of God. That is the Bible. If you know to do well and you choose not to do it, to, to you it is sin. So now that you have heard it from me, and I'm heard it for myself by reading the word of God and I'm saying it now, so that's, that's, that's twice I'm hearing it. I'm held accountable to what this word is saying. You are also held accountable to what you are hearing right now because you can't say that you don't know. 
How do we, how does this flesh out? Does that mean every single person that comes in the door, you are supposed to be like, I gotta pull out of my pocket and give this, I gotta give that. No, 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 you gotta use wisdom, use discretion, use discernment as well. You know, do do what you gotta do. And and be, be careful about this too. Like the Bible is also clear about not letting your left hand know what your right, is, right hand is doing and vice versa. Don't be doing stuff and be like, oh yeah, you know, I saw sister so-and-so and she da 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 And you know, I just felt so bad for her. So I decided to do this. Okay, good job. Mm-hmm. You received your reward in full because you wanted to tell everybody what you did. That's good. Everything's done here on earth. That's it. When you get to heaven, you're like, oh, but Jesus, did you remember what I did for Sister Sophia? He's like, yeah, but you told the whole world. That was your reward. So we got to be careful. You give, you, you see a need, you fill the need, and then you keep your mouth shut. The Lord is so funny to me. It's not funny. Like, it's just funny right now. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh. Like we think James is cutthroat, but God is like, I want you to do this because it's the right thing to do. You say you believe in me. And if you see somebody in need and you're in position to do it and to fill that need, I want you to go ahead and do it. And once you've done it, I want you to keep your mouth shut. Cause I saw you do it. I'm gonna bless you. You don't need to go out there telling the world. I got something else I want to say too, but I'm not going to say, I'll save that for another time. You don't have to go tell the world because when you do that, you've basically, you know, turned the attention back to you and it's no longer a secret mission that you were on for me just by being my child, you know, just by being my daughter, just by being my son. You know, I, I wanted to impress this upon your heart so that you and I could have an intimate moment where you could see my glory by you being my hands or my feet for this person and how blessed they are because of your obedience. Amen. And then, you know, that's just between you and I, daughter. That's between you and I, son. Like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do this. But then you decided to not keep it between us, right? And now you want to go tell all your brothers and your sisters and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're so, oh, that's so sweet of you. How compassionate of you. How da 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 This is not the same thing as an organization working for this purpose, right? If an organization is like, hey, we're all going out there to feed the homeless. That's different. That's called structure. That's called, um you know, corralling people to get something done. That's called uh, networking, <laughs> it's different. But we're talking about your heart. We're talking about your faith. We're talking about your works. And if you wanna do faith right, you must be obedient. If you wanna do faith right, you must have works. And if you wanna do faith right, you must keep it to yourself, okay? So don't do anything. Don't go giving stuff just because you want applause. Do it because God told you to do it and it's the right thing to do. That's how the church survives when we all take care of each other, distributing to each other as each one has need so that we all can thrive. And really the essence of this is that we have brothers and sisters who are not so focused on how am I gonna survive today and they can actually be focused on sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. It's not about just giving somebody a handout so they can be like, oh, I don't have to work. No, that's not what this is about. You know what I mean? 
It's about them not being in a position where they are so destitute, they are so desperate that they cannot focus on anything else or all of their prayers are, Lord, please, please provide for my needs. God, I need water. God, I need clothing. God, I need shelter. God, my children are, are starving. Like, no, like why, why, why? No. Especially if you are a fellow Christian who is coming in with abundance. If you have an if you have an abundance, if you have abundance, you have an abundant flow in your in your life, why not give? That's works. And those are the kinds of works that God looks at and smiles. Um, because they come from a heart that desires to see someone else flourish, a heart that um, seeks to put put oneself low and doesn't think too highly of, of oneself. Like that, that, that's, that's what God wants from us. That's what he wants from us. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. James chapter two, verses 15 through 17. If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, stay warm and be well fed, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. I'm sorry, I didn't read that part right. In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. So, yeah, this is a big deal. It's it's very, very important. So the next time you're like, oh my gosh, I love Jesus. <laughs> He's my father. He's my Abba. He's so amazing. And you just go on on and on and on and on and on. Just reflect on whether or not your life is is proof of that um if you have works and and they show that you have faith in god and uh primarily in how you relate to your brothers and sisters in the faith in the same faith that you proclaim um and then when you once you handle the relational aspect of faith you know and and, and showing your works in your relationships um then you can kind of move into purpose you know um and of course it's not that your relational works are going to end we are made for relationship and you will have relationship until the end of time so that's going to continue and you're going to have to adjust whether you move to a different place move to a different church or whatever you're going to have to adjust along with the seasons um but the other aspect of faith and works is what it is that god has called you to do as a unique individual what is he placed in your heart to get done and um i'm i'm rock i'm really really just I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out right now, too, for myself, you know, like just everything that God has, has called me to do. Um, I think I'm kind of borderline missing it. Like it's it's dying, you know, and it's kind of like what I told you guys a couple episodes ago at the beginning of this year. Like the Lord was like, yo, Naomi, this is year three. Uh, you don't bear fruit. It's a wrap. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to take my life. I didn't I didn't get that that from him. It wasn't like you don't do this. I'm you're, you're done. <laughs> there's no no more need for you on the earth. No, it wasn't that, but it was more so like there's so much faith in you. There's so much talent and giftedness that I've placed in you. So much of it. And if you 
are unwilling to release it, if you're unwilling to um, let it flow out of you and for it to be seen in the sense, in the way that it needs to so that those who are attached to your obedience can actually grab hold of the fruit that they need so that they can plant a seed within that, so that a seed of, can be planted within their hearts to, to replicate the process. If you're not willing to do that, I mean, what's the point? Like, why'd I put it in you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's God's real talk to me. And so I'm not saying I have the relational aspect perfect, but I will say that I'm very aware of the relational aspect of works um, and of, the, of, of works as far as it relates to relationships. But when it comes to purpose and it comes to my destiny, like that's something I need to work on because I've spent so much time on the relational side of it. God's like, yeah, that's all well and good, but there are some talents and gifts that I need a return on. Like I invested. I'm gonna need you to return. So, whew, year three, I'm trying to do my best. I really am. And I'm not, I'm not being hard on myself. I just know the reality. And God speaks to us in different ways. For some people, he's gonna be super gentle. And for others, especially those who've been walking with Christ for a very long time and or whose um, way to Christ was a little bit different. Like he told Paul, he was like, yo, I love you. And I have a call for you. You're gonna you're gonna preach my word and preach my name to the Gentiles. But um, Paul, you were out here killing Christians. You about to suffer for my name. I still love you, but there is so much blood on your hands. You about to suffer for my name because everybody. And it wasn't because he was gonna pay him back. That's not what Jesus was doing. That's not what God was. That was not God's intention. But it was that as a man sows, so shall he reap. Paul spent majority of his so-called zeal or his zealous years as a Pharisee killing Christians. So if you're going to come back out, now you done spent three years with Jesus and, and, and you're going to come out talking about he's the king of kings and lord of lords. You, you going to have some people turning around and trying to come for you. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. That's essentially what Jesus was saying. Like, you're going to suffer for my name. Like, you're going to reap what you sowed. And in the same way, for someone like me or other believers who've been walking with the Lord for a long time, it's not going to be easy all the time. The amount of time that was maybe wasted because I focused on other things or I wasn't I wasn't as intentional or, you know, I was I was going through um, healing or whatever, like whatever it is, there's an equal response to that. Like everything has a response. Every decision has a response. And so I'm just I'm just fully aware of that. And I'm just like, OK, you know what, Lord, I'm ready for it. And God will never give you more than you can bear without him. You know what I'm saying? So whatever's to come down this pipeline <laughs> i can handle it because the lord is with me that is not to say that i'm gonna sit around and wait for stuff to hit the fan <laughs> i'm gonna step out and do the absolute best i can in jesus name and i pray that if you ever come to a moment like this as well that you would say yes to jesus and just believe that he who began this work will be faithful to complete it into day of, until the day of christ and that all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and for them who are called according to his purpose until next time Hey, my friends, before you go, I'm so glad you pressed play today. 
Don't forget to follow, share, and rate this podcast and join our community. If you're enjoying Tether Talk, please consider becoming a patron with a one-time or monthly gift to help me continue creating free content. Links for these support opportunities are in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening. And as always, visit tethermission.com for more resources to help you stay connected to truth so you can live peacefully.